0: This is the reality. The only way you can live a life that you feel fulfilled by when it comes to an end and that you're not sitting there regretting and uh, or, or fearful of when it's coming to an end. There really is a beauty, I believe, mm. to accepting and seeing that come to an end and seeing and knowing that something better will come after. Sure. Yeah. That, that what yes. you did in this life s- set the stage or the groundwork <clears throat> for something to come after that will be even better, but it requires right. you to go I feel like people who stay for too long, even if we're not Clean. talking about death, we're talking about in positions of power. We're talking about yes. if you 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 reach a peak and then and then you start to, you you need to let it go, and someone else needs yeah. to come take over, or else you'll right, just right. stagnate. You're not going to actually keep progressing right. as a society. So there, there's a real necessary sort of like generational passing of the torch that needs to happen, and this goes from. Again, the, the, the local level to th- the cosmic level, I yeah. think is kind of... Welcome back to the State of the Ark Podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Kason. This is our final episode on Outer Wilds. Today we're covering the DLC, which is titled yeah. Echoes of the Eye. Uh, it turns out I did not have this purchased before. I, I thought maybe I had, so there was one thing... Um, that I hadn't actually done in the main game on the moon.
1: Oh, and it was with the
0: circle things, the concentric circles. And whatnot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. had not done that. I remember that. But I was thinking maybe that'll like initiate the DLC, well, so I'll wait for that. It turns out I didn't <laughs> even have it purchased at all, anyways.
1: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So yeah, you know it is. Um, it is. Um, a way though. It is uh, easy to miss at the beginning of the game but i remember thinking as i found it out i was like oh what was mike thinking of with the moon and i yeah. thought of
0: that i thought of that it, thing. that's that was the thing that i had not done
1: and apparently that was just a an early-ish way to find out where the um quantum moon would be or the eye of the universe or yeah the fact
0: that the eye of the universe is not being tracked they're tracking it's actually a really cool little device on the moon it'll like all the rings will come around on whatever object it's yeah, supposed to lock on and just cool. follow it but then with the eye of the universe, it's like, I don't know what nah, to nah, do. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, that was the really the only thing I had missed uh, yeah. as far as, the, you know, on your little map screen saying, there's more you can explore here. Um, that was the only thing I had missed from the from the main game. Nice. Um, however, uh, I had not yet purchased the actual DLC, so I did that. There's a new exhibit that opens up when you yes. do so in the, in the observatory museum thing got a big like satellite tower yep and it's it talks about how there's a particular deep space satellite which i had actually gone and explored in the main game just because i saw a red light out really? there. really I, I had I never like, seen it i gotta before. go see what that is actually yeah, yeah funny actually funny story the first time i tried to get to that it, it's a lot more difficult to judge like approaching speed for something Oh yeah, that's that small. small. Oh yeah, yep. versus you like, just a like planet. <laughs> <laughs> you just like zoom right by. So it. I'm going and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. And then all of a sudden it <laughs> it's just like <laughs> freaking collided, I'm like, oh, all the alerts are going off of my shit. Like, <laughs> okay. oh, duct tape, duct tape, die. That's um, funny. Dude. So that's the first funny. time I tried to get there, I like, I don't know, I must have been going 200 kilometers. It was me too, me too, same thing. But <laughs> I didn't hit it though. I just went right. It just went right past me, like boom. And I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, But I did end up going and looking at that. There was actually another deep space satellite kind of – I think this is more of like an Easter egg for like maybe um, people who had helped funded the game at a certain tier or something like that. It has this really weird message. I can't even remember what it is. It was so strange. But it's Hmm. got little photographs and Uh, a little voice – repeating this really strange like phrase that uh, I it must be some kind of inside joke it made no sense to me (laughs) okay Um, i don't recall that at all so anyway but i had actually seen this deep space satellite before but i hadn't purchased the dlc and of course i hadn't gone to the um the little i guess secondary observatory they have on timber hearth now Mm -hmm. where i think it was gabbro or Was it Gabbro, or was it... No, no, it's the the guy who leads the observatory on Timberhearth now. The one you tell about Feldspar. He had some notes um, about how, oh, these readings are freaking weird, like something, Gabbro should go there and make sure that the satellite doesn't have any dust on the lens or something Because I
1: think that it was photos, they were reading some photos, and it was just like, oh, these are cool, oh, look at that, there's this planet, oh, here, what, what's this one, what, and you can hear them, like, talking about it, but, um, yeah, I... I can't recall seeing it, although there, I think you can see some images in the exhibit, yeah. but I didn't know what to look for at the time. All, yeah. all, It was very vague. It was like, oh, this is weird. What's wrong with this one? And so I didn't go back and check now. Now I think I should. Yeah. Was it, did you see the little black, like the dark spot yeah, so over there, the sun? There's, I assumed it was probably just a planet. A, a,
0: a, like a a strange sort of shadow casting, like a, yeah. a, a, a like an eclipse. It's not casting, it's... It's the other way around. The sun's coming this way, and we're getting the shadow of the thing. Um, But it's only at a specific angle because this this satellite uh, rotates at a different, like, um, not like at the. I don't know. I I hate doing this with space. Horizontal (laughs) orbits with the plane (laughs) of the planets. Yeah, the horizontal orbits of the planets are all going the same direction. The, the satellite goes at like a vertical orbit. Oh, that's right, because right? it
1: was able to take a, a snapshot yeah. of the whole solar system, right? right? Like, that was its yeah, whole purpose. Right. Its that whole
0: was... purpose of that particular mission was let's get a photo of all the planets in the solar system at once in one image. Hmm. So that's what they were doing. They're out there taking photos at these uh, sort of extreme angles yeah. to be able to see that. And in doing so, at one of them, which was around 40 degrees, which is what's yeah. written on the yeah. the photograph, um, they got this strange shadow uh, mm. over the sun, and they're like, "That that's weird. The equipment must be malfunctioning. I'm going to send Gabra out there to like check it out." So you go track down the satellite. Yep. There's a message left by Gabra. They're yeah. saying it's functioning just fine. Nothing looks wrong. Fine
1: to me. I love the satellite. It looks like a Donkey
0: Kong yeah, it's barrel. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> it's just the most crudely made satellite. Yeah, in the world. I mean, kind of again. Um, emphasizing the point you made much earlier about this being like backyard space yeah. exploration kind of feel to everything Should I really the... really love that that whole look to the me too the spaceships and the technology of the hearthians uh, yeah. much less so of course than the other two spacefaring races we come across which have much more crazy looking techie but like the the hearthians space <laughs> technology is yeah, like it's, classic, it's all just man. built it's from so freaking good. like <laughs> pine trees and stuff yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's it is essentially like a, a tree fort that they can take to space. Yeah. And that's how they treat everything. And there's like literal duct tape on yes, like the yeah. outsides of a lot of their um, their ships and things like that. Oh, so it's so fun. It's um, fun. Um
1: you remember the game backyard baseball?
0: Yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> this is this is backyard space. Backyard space exploration that's is. is exactly what it is. Yeah, it's classic. It, it, totally the feeling it gives. So, uh, the the point here is that you're supposed to catch up with the satellite, yeah. Kind um, of follow it and and um, match its speed, yeah, and everything. And then you around see what it, sees. It, it It displays uh, the angle that a degree. Yeah, right? it's going up. Yeah. And so once it gets to forty degrees, you look at the sun, and boom, this like massive uh, shadow just like appears on there. You fly into that, yeah, and that's how you arrive on this vessel called simply the stranger the stranger which is a very good name um, um yeah. it's I like cloaked so yeah, like yeah. that's the only reason Hooded you couldn't see it otherwise uh is because at any other angle like it would just be invisible you would not be able to see it yeah it's probably made of glass and different things that reflect oh right not reflect the opposite we it would want to absorb light right so yeah, yeah. anyway yeah um but yeah, it just it keeps it uh, hidden from like normal view unless unless you're at this very specific viewing angle. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, I thought we were going to go in like a dark
1: matter, dark energy oh, direction, direction with, with this, this because <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, "What is that? That wasn't there before. What is this? Is it like some ball of dark darkness, dark matter, dark energy?" Mm. Um, and I thought for sure that they—that's what they were going to go for because this game likes to take theoretical things and make them like real. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it didn't do that. <laughs> this has <laughs> nothing to do with either of those things. Yeah. Um, it's really creepy though. Yeah. So you fly towards yes. the the darkness, and as soon as you pass the something like an event horizon, all of a sudden, boom! You just see you what's just there. Boom! You're There's this of it. big like it's like a, it's a spaceship. It's a wheel. It's one of those like um, one of the ideas that. They can simulate gravity by having things inverse, like a hollow planet kind of thing that rotates, and then the gravity, the centrifugal force pushes things out, and then you can simulate gravity, right? Mm. There's a ton of movies. I think Halo does something like this. Isn't that the idea
0: of the Halo? Uh, Yeah. Uh, It's, yeah. So I forget Uh, the name of the shape. Let me look this up, actually, because... Um, I actually looked this up. Yeah, I can't remember the name. We were doing Terra because
1: um, they, they have a the movie Interstellar. There's one of these in Interstellar. It's like a cylinder that's just
0: rotating. Yeah. So the idea there, there's a specific like sh- ge- 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 geometric shape. Yeah. Where it's on the inside of like a hollow, like donut kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Terranigma's like world in the <coughs> beginning is a very similar. Oh, concept. really? hollow sphere torus torus is mm. the name of the shape so i'll pull it up here right so oh the there idea, you go so it's yeah, yeah so tor- t-o-r-u-s so the idea is you build a torus and it spins and then if you're standing on the inside of that it's the sen- centrifugal yeah. force will push out and create our artificial gravity which basically is, simulate gravity yeah. um so which is the concept of the halo ring and yeah a lot of science fiction sort of uh yeah, space station. It's how you can have
1: a plausible way. society in outer space um without like a big planet yeah. that generates its own gravity.
0: Right. So, um I guess I wanted to t- touch on two two things. One okay. that you just brought up, um well, actually two of them that you just brought up. Um just as like a a starting off a launching point for this. Mm-hmm. Um I was surprised um a little bit by when I started After having purchased the DLC, it had a message. I don't know if you saw it. If you, the version that you bought came with it, and so maybe it didn't, but it was like there are images that some might consider frightening or something like that in this DLC. If if you would rather not play that, there's some option where you can actually turn down the scares. I don't remember. I I never saw that. Okay, I was very surprised. Well, maybe I did. Uh, yeah, that's fascinating. Redu- reduced frights disclaimers, what Alan is putting heck? it here. I mean, this like, I, this, I'm,
1: this. This is creepy. This DLC is very creepy. But it's not something that I
0: would expect that for. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, like, literally baffled after playing it. <laughs> like, people think this is scary? You think this is scary? Really? I mean, no, okay, like, I, I get it. Like, some people are very, very squeamish, and they want nothing to do with yeah. anything resembling. I mean... I think there's been a couple videos I've been watching since having finished it where, um, you know, people who were very big fans of the original game but who are very, like, almost anti-horror as a genre and were not happy that this expansion for a game that they really loved incorporated elements that would make them not want to play. But, like, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Like, this is not... This is really (laughs) mild. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really mild. I I, I totally agree. Um, I I mean, I I, I'm not exactly like a horror buff. I I don't like go out of my way um, to uh, really engage with horror stuff, but I do like the genre. Yeah, me too. uh, For films too, Uh, particularly anything in like the psychological horror sort of like sub genre. Right. Um, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of space for very rich. Thematic storytelling in that genre specifically, um, but you know, we grew up on Resident Evil Four, and uh, well, we played Silent Hill not too long ago. Yeah, um, even those I feel like are mild in comparison to like some of like the, the really hardcore scary stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not. I, I came to the end of this and kind of just had the impression after all of this buzz about that. Of like that's it like really like this is really what you guys were making a fuss about like this is nothing it is um, nothing um e- and probably
1: the scariest part about it other than just the theme there's some creepy standing at the top of a building feeling stuff that this game evokes yeah right like uh like vertigo <laughs> sensations of like whoa this is crazy but that's part of the theme of how the game is challenging yeah. you um but the Parts that I think it'd be referring to that are the creepiest parts of the game reminded me a lot of Twilight Princess. Mm, and sure. when you were in the Twilight Realm and you had to collect those little that's drops right. and fill up the Um that
0: Maybe I'm thinking of Skyward Sword. Oh no, I'm run thinking of Skyward from Sword. The, from the dudes. That's
1: what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Not Twilight yeah. Princess, Skyward Sword. That's that's right. Um and that was pretty creepy, but I don't think a game like that really needed a disclaimer. <laughs> um, this that might have been creepier than
0: this, actually. Yeah. Um I, I, I actually think given well, – I'll just say, first of all, I really, really loved this story. The, the, yeah, the, eyes of the, ec- uh, the Echoes of the Eye story is really great. Um, Albeit <clears throat> <but> short. But <laughs> I, I almost feel like I wish they had gone further with the horror element than they did because I feel like it fits really well with what this was doing thematically. Um, the fact that this previous uh, you know civilization – who discovered the eye of the universe, found out what yes. it did and denied it and tried to hide it. They covered it up. At, That's crazy. At any cost, they wanted no one to find it. And then they became obsessed with eternal life. Yes. The fact that, yes. anyone, oh the fact that anyone might be showing up Ooh onto my. their vessel uninvited to ruin that yeah, has very rich territory for some pretty good horror vibes. That's true. Where yes. these people do not want you here. Yeah. And will do anything at right. all to kill you or get you out. Yes. And I feel like, and now I, I feel like they could have gone further with. That. Oh, it would have actually fit and it would have made the game maybe even a little bit better.
1: Now, as it is, when you get caught, as I'm sure you did, yes, I did <laughs> several times. Yeah, it's scary-ish, but the guy just blows out your. Yes, he just blows that, that's out the my, fire. That's my
0: point. He doesn't kill you. He doesn't consume you. Like I don't want my criticism quote unquote on this account to like be misunderstood I'm not saying like I, I understand that all of those people are dead so mm-hmm. they can't come after you in real life right but I almost feel like had they restructured this in a way to where that I forget what is the name of the alien species I don't know strangers if I just it. say strangers okay strangers we'll just call them that for now it's um, my word for them if the strangers had set up a better set of contingencies it seemed like i actually came across like booby traps and stuff <laughs> well not so much that as much as they if they really thought this was going to work for eternity they were um sorely well, extremely naive yeah like it's not even just the fact that oh someone might eventually discover us you know But there's also like your bridge or or your dam is like breaking down over time. You need people out there to like maintain the freaking station. Yeah. So had they had some way of like maintaining a very small population, right? They don't want the population to increase too much to where they can't support. And then they need um, to go to other places. Yeah. Yeah. But like some way of having... People who come awake into the real station and start chasing you around and they try to kill you for real, you know, it could almost elevate the stakes to where, like, someone invaded our little matrix dream world. Get out there and kill that guy. This is really bad. Yep. Um, They could have even, I think, taken it further and it would have really fit well. Now, that being said, uh, it's not necessarily a complaint just as much as um, I. I didn't think it was very scary at all. Yeah, not really. And it could but have it been it was creepy. It, it was it could creepy. have been more. It could have been and it would have very... been better, I think. Ha I see, so, yes. Okay, okay. Anyway, uh, that was my thought on that. Um, you had said something else. Uh, oh, about the Halo Ring. Oh yeah. Um, I loved this little yeah. stranger. Space station thing. Me too. It is so freaking cool. Yeah, it's really fun.
1: <laughs> I actually thought, uh, once again, I'm just trying to figure things out. I thought that that damn, because uh, by the way, did you notice that loops are more than 22 minutes when you're in this? I did not notice because
0: one thing that's they hard for me. It seemed slower. It seemed slower. I, one thing I did notice, and maybe this is my inception brain, yeah. but when you're in like the dream matrix world, and you can sort of yeah. hear the music when it's starting to go supernova yeah. it's played in this sort of distorted slower it almost seems slower i wonder if when you're in the dream world or whatever they call it the if time if time does slow a little i bit noticed in that there. it was playing slower it I mean and yeah. but it it's hard happens. for me to tell because my game is set up to where whenever i'm like uh, well it was whenever i was translating Know my stuff. It would pause mm. time, or if I was in my ship looking at my log, it would pause time. I know you can also uh. set up to where whenever you actually have a dialogue with a character, it will pause time. Though ah, I didn't have I that see. one set up. But now that I'm thinking about it, none of those things would have affected no. at all because you don't talk here. to anyone. Yeah, you don't talk to anyone. You don't translate anything. So maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe it's just it just seemed long generally than sl- that's all. well. It, I, I guess technically I it is because when it starts counting down to um, supernova the sh- the ship starts moving away from the sun like really oh, really fast oh so maybe that's why to try right? to get out of the range of the explosion hmm. but i don't know if that's it so much because you still will eventually get like a yeah it's still it's but still it, crazy. Uh, it's not like the blue supernova effect it's like some other weird effect yeah, that that's I, I didn't really ever put together what is happening there mm but
1: yeah, I didn't either. It seems like the supernova killed you still. It's just, you didn't get to see it the whole time. There's a place, there's a way that you can see it when it happens. But for the most part, I was not able to see it each time. Yeah.
0: Um, said maybe once, but I loved, I loved the stranger as a, as a space station itself. It is so cool. I thought
1: that they were going to do the countdown time thing that for the dam, when the dam breaks, that's when everyone dies and then you restart and you go back and do it again. Um, and I remember the first time the dam broke. I was, I was on the other side of it Uh-oh. basically, and I was like, "What the heck?" Because you can hear it; it's really loud. Mm-hmm. And you look up and you see that the dam broke, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" Because I could see <laughs> earlier on that it was leaking, and I was like, "All yeah. right, we'll see." And you just watch the water just like yep. go all the way up till it hits you. And uh, I went ahead and got on some high ground, and it didn't didn't uh, kill me. So I was like, "All right, yeah. now what?" Yeah, but <laughs> well, you still have a
0: good like ten minutes after that. Yeah. Me? But it, it, it took me back getting inside of it to the first time I played Halo. And I I, I wouldn't even consider myself like a Halo fan. Yeah. But there is something about the concept of the Halo ring that always just, like, fascinated yep. me. Yeah. I just would play that game and purely to, like, take a pause from the actual, like, shooting and, and just, just go look. look up That was into pretty cool. the sky as the Halo yeah. ring goes up and just be like, that's so sick. I remember that, This yeah. is like a...
1: A significantly smaller version of that, way smaller, because <laughs> the halo one's so big it basically disappears in yeah, the day in the day during sky. The daytime, yeah.
0: yeah. Like you can see it, but it's faint. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's something about that concept that just always fascinating me. So, uh, mm. I mean, almost any time I was like even riding an elevator and it's going up, and I'm seeing through like the elevator shaft to water above me, like in the, yeah, <laughs> the river that was that so disorienting. Along. It was just like <laughs> that is just so. Cool. Yeah. Um, I love the setting for this DLC. I I think the level design here is absolute top class. Oh, it, yeah. I think the so. way that they have incorporated all of their puzzles, which are all extremely clever, mm. and the way that they've designed this little world, which can seem like it's going to be very overwhelming at first. Like, oh, I'm going to get lost but you can really quickly n- yeah. you figure it out and know your bearings, memorize where things are at. Like the, the way yeah. that the buildings are designed, the way that they're laid out, everything makes it so that it's easy to remember where things are. It's quick to get to them. Like mm. I love the whole river concept as like yeah. traveling between places. It, it's almost you, like- You get on the raft and it's yeah, very quick. Yeah. It, it's almost like uh, when you go to you know a major theme park and they've always got that rafting themed river ride mm-hmm, yep. where everyone sits in the little tube <laughs> Yeah, that's and it, right. and it goes down the river. Yeah. It's bi- again, kind of backyard yeah, exploration right. feel designed to this that I just yeah. thought was super clever. Even the parts yeah, where fun. the hooks will come down and grab it and bring it up yep. feel like a theme park almost. Yeah, totally. Um, or like lift it above the dam and take it's it to like, the oh, other side. The ride is over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just great. Um, it's so unique. I've I've just never played anything that quite felt like this game does. Anything yeah. that's, like, super high-concept, like, space exploration game usually tries to go for that, um, you know, like, super realistic, uh, sort of, like, shiny, sterile spaceship feel to I everything. thought that's
1: what we were getting, because when we first show up at this place, you you see the back of it, kind of, and you you show up through kind of, like, just the side of it, you know, and it looks very high tech and metal and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, right. But as soon as you enter in, as you know, you do the thing and the, the doors kind of spin and then open, and you walk in, and everything's made of wood? Yep. That was very strange, yep. right? <laughs> uh, but also, there's this strange element of technology as well, um, like mostly fire or light based, like a I guess. Like green flame. Yeah. yeah. But for the most part, it's just everything's made of wood, right? And I was like, whoa, this is strange. Like, this is an advanced species, but... They they're building little log cabins for themselves still mm-hmm. right yeah.
0: now it's very similar to our species the really. arthians yeah. yeah right Um, so yeah I and and I really can't emphasize enough because I've been kind of trying to look a little bit into people's thoughts on this DLC we talked about the the horror stuff already but even some people who just say I really bounced off during this I just got really tired of the dying and trying to go back and over and over and over and over again. If there was one point where I was stuck and didn't know what to
1: do and I spent a whole cycle and then I died and that was very frustrating to have made zero progress. You know, every... I'm used to whenever I go back into the ship after I die, and I go to the log, yeah, and it's like. Brum, 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 brum. Yep. I'm used to that, and when I didn't get that, the after having done a whole cycle, yep. I was so unbelievably frustrated. Um, but luckily, I was able to kind of get past that. But that is frustrating. I, I do sympathize. with I, that. I I do too. This one had that where I never really got that on the other planets. Yeah, I always was able to do something productive.
0: Yeah, I. I want to say, first of all, I I think it's a completely valid sort of um, point of criticism for the whole game as a a whole, but even more so for this particular thing. I think you can bump into that frustration you're talking about a little bit more. However, for me, for some reason, when I ended up finding what the solution was, like sometimes when I'm playing a game and I get stuck on something for a long time and then I figure it out. I, I'm even more frustrated afterwards because like, of how stupid t- it was. That was or, that's so dumb. Or how like, did they expect yeah. me to know that? Right. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those types of feelings. Yeah. How could anyone have figured this out without a right. guide? Or, oh, that solution was uh, just stupid. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, or you randomly stumble upon it, or uh, whatever. Yeah. Even there, because there were a couple points here where I I felt legitimately pretty stuck. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't know what to do. I felt like I had gotten to the end of it where I was just trying to get free the prisoner at this point. I had pretty much ah, seen right. all of the reels and hmm. learned the whole story, but I, I could not figure out how to free the prisoner. There was a couple of points where it's like, what do I do mm. now? And I remember being stuck on it, probably for a couple cycles, and then I, f- I, see the, I see the solution and I don't feel that. I feel that's really cool. You think it's cool, yeah. That was, that's r- nice. at, they got me. That's actually really smart. Yeah, yeah. Every time I reached a solution to a puzzle, even that I was stuck on, I said, okay, that's actually really sweet. Yeah. I, I love that. That's clever. That's smart. That's really good design. That that I should have known that because they gave me this hint right. back here that that's the solution. So that's it wasn't design. like a oh how could they have ever expected me to figure that out? It's not that kind of thing. They yeah. give you everything you need, and I feel like the whole game is brilliantly designed for this reason, because any solution to any problem that you come across in the game is hinted at or or, or given uh, a, a really good clue somewhere. You just need to go find the clue yeah. and put it together. And um the and you know but for the main game that's. Going between these planets.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here Different it's places. like all
0: compressed and all contained in this yeah. excellently designed set of levels. Yeah. That I, I just, I, I really came out of this uh, DLC experience feeling like this is some of the best level design I've ever seen in a game, period. <laughs> I mean, we talk about like Mario games being masterclass and like oh, almost like the original precedent of yeah, how yeah. you design. Okay. Um, a game without tutorializing it and right. like teaching people how to yeah, play it through just how you design your levels. Right, that's right. And this is like a great example of that, but in a 3D space, not like a 2D platformer. Right. a much more complex um, world to construct. That's true. Uh, and and n- never needing tutorialization at any point, really. <laughs> you You really can just go out there and figure it out. And they're constantly hinting at you and pointing you in the right direction, whether it's visually, whether it's through uh, the the reels or the, the no Nomai um, r- writings or whatever, I, I just feel like this game is spectacularly well-designed, like basically on every level. And it was at, mm. at a new sort of better level here than even in the main game, I felt. So I'm sure there, I mean, because there are even people in our own Discord who were talking about how frustrated they got with this DLC. Yeah. And I, I just personally never felt frustrated. I felt... Hmm. I I was, I was like applauding the developer the whole time. Like, wow, nice, nice. That's clever. Good job. Wow. That's so cool. Wow. That's so cool. Wow. That's so cool. Every time Hmm. a new thing sort of, I figured out a new thing. So, um, now all that having been said, I I think the best way maybe to approach summarizing this, because again, you can kind of figure things out, not necessarily in a specific order, but yeah, I, I think that it, the best way to put this is, so you enter the vessel itself, there's a, a river that goes across the inside of the yep. Taurus, right? And, and right buildings. to the right,
1: there's that ghost matter building. That's Oh, a, yes. I, yes I, I just had that pathway memorized every time I would die. I'm like, yep. okay, die, go here, turn right, go <laughs> to the house, the <laughs> grab the thing, come back out, get on the water raft thing yep. and like go
0: to wherever I'm going yep. now. Uh, that's actually a good point. I, it I, was well I designed in like, that sense, right? I felt like by the time I was done with this, I had completely mastered the controls and the understanding of physics of how the game works. Oh yeah, I was flying through this. Yeah, um, boosting with just the right amount yeah. to like land right there and turn <laughs> and get up there into that thing and boosting right. back over and pushing and like even directing the raft with the. With oh the yeah, lights. I got that was hard at first. Yeah, but I got pretty good at that it. It got to a yeah. point where like. I never bumped anything, even yeah. rocks during like the the, yeah. the rapids. I'm just like flying through this and like up here <laughs> and then grab this thing. They're just going going through it so fast. Oh, that's so fun. That there's a sense of mastery that came from yeah. it that was really kind of exhilarating, really and satisfying. Cool. Yeah. Um, so even though you are, I also didn't experience any much repeating of content um, because once you discover one thing here. You don't have to do that again. Now we're going somewhere else. Right, yeah. Okay, now we finished that and we're going somewhere else. I felt yeah. like at the end of each loop, until the very end of it, when I got stuck, I was doing something new every time.: Yeah, yeah mostly And so me too. That, that would, I think, help explain maybe why I didn't experience the same kind of frustration with repetition that maybe other people did. Mm. But you know, they, we, we should bring up they have a,
1: a sort of like a halfway point towards uh, fast travel that they kind of introduced here? After the very first time you discover it and then you show back up, um, the guy at the very beginning with the campfire, um, he tells you, hey, just so you know, you can lock on to things from your log, I guess, or Mm -hmm. from your ship before you go in. You don't have to, like, look for it and find it because this thing is very difficult to find. Yes. And so uh, we were able to lock on to it and just travel there a lot quicker uh, after the first time that you show up there, yeah. um, that did help with some of the uh, frustration of having to go back every time over and over. Um, I was able to, probably in under two minutes, yeah. get back in, basically back to where I was. Yes.
0: And like, yes. that's pretty good. That's It's really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, this was something you could do even in the main game, but for some reason I never did. I always flew manually. To and yep. landed manually on things. You you can and, like lock onto it if you use
1: your scanner thing like
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then you, by locking onto it, it tells you okay, you need to go this way more. Yes, that. Or, whole or thing. In order to yeah, align yeah, yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, holding the A button uh, will like match speed with it or whatever. Yes. But I'm talking about like when you lock onto something and you hit, I think it's down on the D-pad and it just automatically flies you to the thing. Oh, and you don't yeah, to touch your controls at all.
1: Yeah, I, I, I prefer... Because it, it's not that long yeah. to go... This goes back to our Wind Waker discussion. Yes. It's not that far away. Yes. And it's actually really fun. I really enjoy slowly... And then exponentially watching the planet get like, bigger and bigger yeah, and bigger bro. and bigger, <laughs> it, it gives me like a, almost that sense I was talking about earlier of vertigo, yeah, kind mm-hmm. of where mm-hmm. just like this sure. sense of awe. I, I really would really hate to miss that.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't I didn't do that in the main game. Uh, I I did it. Only to get back onto the stranger because it's just, okay. it's invisible anyway. Yeah. And then but, you lock on. Yeah. yeah. Just lock on, autopilot there. I Although, would usually go back there... and look at my log while it's like flying and like right. check, okay, I want to go here this time, go back in the front seat. I've arrived in time, spin my ship, land, poof, like nice. take off. Nice. Right. Yeah. You have to spin it because <laughs> I kept, I kept landing upside down. Dude, I figured out.
1: <laughs> that was so funny.
0: I figured out exactly the right like <laughs> orientation based on the constellations around. Oh, really? So I, I could flip my ship to where i saw what looks like a like a big dipper type constellation okay would come into the right uh top right corner of my view and it's like okay now i'm aligned with where i'm gonna like land directly nice, on. Dude, nice. so i would always spin <clears throat> right to there boom and then i could land really quick jump out boost go through the door grab on <laughs> the thing and again like you're saying it's like in less two minutes or less yeah you're back quite. to where yeah, you probably were probably and so that that limits the frustration, I think, yeah. a lot. I think they did a good job of allowing you to get back and start again really quickly. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, let's talk about like what you actually discover here. So on, the, on an- the vessel the antler, itself- The
1: antler people.
0: Yeah. You on, see like portraits of them in the houses. Yeah. They have- um, I really liked that they did this a- as a way of differentiating or um, sort of doing something different. From what the main game was, which was translating all of the writings. Yes, I reading, thought at reading, some point reading.
1: we would be able yeah. to, and I never. You weren't able to either, right? You never no, got a way no. to translate. I what don't. They wrote? I don't know if there is a way to do that. I yet. don't think so. I, I just was yeah. making sure I didn't miss something. Yeah, you
0: don't. It's not about reading that yeah. stuff. It's about watching the reels. seeing the images. Yeah, you know? I loved that they replaced that as the new way of learning the story. Yeah. This time, it made it more exciting. I think if there was more just translating that could have started to feel a little samey or repetitive to me. Sure. So I really enjoyed this as a a visual way of getting across the story. And I just, I mean, you know, we were filmmakers and I, I have always loved old projectors. Oh Um, yeah. uh, It's just just a cool technology. Right. And so, Learning to put the green lanterns in with, because for a long time I was like, how do I light this thing? I tried to shoot my flashlight in it. You (laughs) couldn't see very well. Yeah,
1: you could almost see something when you'd shine your flashlight in, but it wasn't. And that, but you can't control it while doing while doing that. Right. So so I tried shooting
0: my probe on it, which would cast a bright light. Ah, nice. And then I would go down and try to flip it, but it's so bright that you, (laughs) I can't see anything really. Oh, that's funny. And I was like, okay, this is not how this is supposed to go. That was my first loop. My first loop was basically just. Being in awe of the place. Yeah. And being like, I have no idea how to watch these reels. And then the second time I got there, yeah. I realized, oh, they actually give you a green lantern really early on. Right, yeah. yeah. That's probably what's supposed to go in there. <laughs>
1: but it's not, it's not, so it's like, there's the lanterns. It's not like the fire one though, right? No, it's, that's that's yeah, yeah. a different artifact, yeah. yeah. yeah just just the green Lantern Differentiates. So yeah.
0: Uh, so you put the green lantern inside and then you go and you grab different reels and you watch them. And what's fascinating yeah. about on this initial sort of landing on the station, all of these reels have parts of them that are destroyed. Destroyed, yeah. Um, I, I became more and more suspicious over time. In, intentionally. That these were redactions, not ah. not like degradations due to yeah. natural causes. They seemed,
1: they seemed intentional. <laughs> At first, I was like, oh man, you know, the end of the reel. But there were certain times where it was like the middle was was taken yes. out. Or, um, it, yeah, it became pretty clear to me too. that
0: So whoever did this, uh, these people did some stuff they didn't want others to find out about, mm. um, and so that got me like immediately suspicious. I was like, okay, this isn't just a you know, this thing's been here forever. Maybe too much light um, exposure, and, yeah. and these specific ones got <clears throat> burned out. It was no, these people yeah. did not want me to see this, yeah. and so that that really started piquing my interest. That's when I started to get like super hooked into this. I was like, okay, what do they not want me to know? So yeah. you continue exploring. I pretty much got through exploring the entire, I'll call it uh, the main station, right, um, before, like, figuring out that there's this whole dream element. Yeah, me that, too. That, And so yep. essentially what happened was these aliens were out, you know, doing their astronomy, scanning the scanning yep. the cosmos they and got the telescopes uh, they're actually from a pretty nearby yeah, star system yeah they were close yeah. so they were able to see it pretty easily in fact yeah. through with the
1: slides we see that somebody was able to get the signal from just like a telescope just yes. like looking eyes into a telescope yes. it wasn't through instruments or something else yeah
0: and and this is actually a pretty <laughs> interesting fact about this particular species is i don't even think they were nearly as advanced technologically as like the so. nomai were because yeah, the I nomai had that. like warp technology yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're all over different galaxies. Well, and- they
1: showed how the strangers um, were able to make it here. They had to, like, strip mine their entire planet. Like, they yes. destroyed their planet. And they redacted that part originally. They w- yes, originally. Yeah. You, you didn't see this till later <laughs> on. They destroyed their planet making the spaceship to go to the eye of the universe. Yes, right? right. Like, they ruined their whole uh, way of life, their whole society, the planet that they grew up on. Um, And that, uh, there was something, what you just said, that was... um that made me bring that up. The the but, level of technology. Oh yeah, their level of technology wasn't so they the le- the extent that they had to go to to make this to go a shorter distance than mm-hmm. the Nomai, um, lent itself towards just like brute force. Yeah. Like instead of having some good technology where they were able to find a way to warp there, they were just like, hey, if we use every resource on this entire planet, we so, would have enough fuel to barely make it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, okay, let's just do it with what we got. It stripped it bare. Yeah. So they did it. Um. Yeah. And they were. Not happy yeah, so, when they got here, so it wasn't worth it.
0: Yeah, so they arrive in our system, and I thought this was really cool, too. Even if you're just looking at some of these reels, this was a really, really long time ago. Mm. There was no interloper in the system yet. That's so this right. Was, this was before the Nomai. This was before the Nomai. And that's there was true. no bramble seed inside of that planet. Ah, it's a, it was a that's normal right. planet. That's right. So like, yeah. this is way before the bramble seed infested whatever that planet yep. was, and way before the interloper arrived and way before the Nomai got here. So, so this is a more. super long time ago. Yeah, like millions. Um, billions. So they arrive. They uh, make contact with the Eye of the Universe, which was much easier at this time. Yeah, because uh, they were the ones who put this sort of cloaking or, or suppression device on the thing and made it so that it's imp- almost impossible to find. Right. So the reason they know my struggle so bad yeah. and we struggle so bad <clears throat> to find this thing is because of what these people did to like a lock yeah. it away because what they found out was, Oh, the eye of the universe it, it's, it, it, it's purpose is to destroy our universe and create a new one. And they learned this, uh, through some pretty cool imagery. It's like, it, it's like they make contact with sort of like red color sort of like fills the space. It shows planets like yeah. dissolving it shows the the their own people sort of dying and then from the bones like growing like grass and like yeah life over their
1: it. skulls yeah and then it showed it showed one of the strangers and he like gets really mad yeah right? the, the one like, who
0: made contact oh. he was pissed yeah because what you're saying he felt we betrayed. sacrificed everything to get here yeah we had worshiped this thing yep. they had they had shrines they had like temples yeah, just like the nomad did to it yeah and, uh, and they burned it down. They burned them down. They burned down their, their churches, yeah. And they were like, nope, uh, we, we reject that. And yeah. I think this is super key thematically to the whole thing we had all talked about last week about mm. acceptance of, of yeah. mortality and all these things. They rejected it, they fought yeah. it. They said, no, um, we're going to do whatever it takes now to preserve our consciousness forever. Yeah. And to just live forever. Um, and so they started a project where they could essentially, they have these green flames. And I, 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 I'm not sure yeah. what <clears throat> it is, if it's a technology or if it's like a natural resource from their planet. I wonder what. that too, because there are also red or normal color
1: fire, orange flames yes. on the place too. Yes. So the the fact that it's green, I don't know what makes it green. I don't
0: either. Yeah um it's a bit what's of a what seems different about it from normal fire mm. i mean would be that it can burn everlastingly so it's ah, not like that's consuming right. a fuel uh, so it's more like a, i don't know how that would work yeah. but that that's that's the, the defining difference for me in terms of yeah. its properties to normal fire that's right it and just it goes would, forever it, it would have to because these people's fire has to last has to burn forever for them to stay in their little dream right. simulation state right so yeah. they have some kind of fire that can burn forever unless it's doused by water. Because, C- right. again, that's when you're in the dream world, the way to wake up from it is to like go in the water and douse the fire. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. wake up. Yeah. So anyway, they, they started these experiments where they were going to upload their consciousness into the simulation that would look like their planet. I actually really loved that reel yeah. that showed them after having contacted the Eye of the Universe, they go and they sit down in their ship, and they just play a yeah. movie of, like, images from their planet. Yep. And they're just, like, breaking down sad. We destroyed our world for this. Yeah. How could we have done that? And so they decide to make it again, to build build their world again, but in a simulated form. And right. they would just put their consciousness into it and live inside of their the little m- world the, uh, forever.
1: The metaverse.
0: Yes. The metaverse. Exactly. Oh, there's probably others. But, um,
1: yeah. It's all stuff that our society's going through right now. Sure, there's the uh, what? What do you do? Nobody, nobody wants to die. Um, and oh, what would it be? Gosh, I don't know. There, well, there's well, a lot also- of there's a lot of this kind of stuff happening now. Just this denial of you know of just like the idea that maybe we could just live forever and that that would be a good thing. I don't know. Why It reminds me a lot of Numenor, actually, from the Silmarillion.
0: Well, don't, once again, don't want to yeah. turn this all into, into a Rings podcast. Lutheran's. I also want to but add to this point yeah. that um, we have had uh, a guest on the podcast in the past, his past, oh, yeah. named Keith. Is it Lifespan.io? I um, yes. Think. Um, and uh, he contacted me after last week's episode. Oh, Anytime cool. we kind of touch on this topic, yes. he, he kind of like, hey, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about this. Uh, so right. now, I want to make sure that – now, I'm not saying that to like – I, I, I like he hearing has an from him. He is really, yeah. really cool. I respect yeah, yeah, I the like guy him. like immensely. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have a longer conversation in the future. I'm thinking around the time we cover Lost Odyssey on this podcast, oh, I think cool. that'll be a good game to do this on. That'll be fun. Um, where we will explore the opposite, probably, uh, thematic concept or maybe like the pro side to life extension or eternal life. To living forever. Instead yeah. of the this the side of it in which we've seemed to uh come together on mostly when we've talked about it in the past, which is eternal life is, uh, it's not even so much that I want to say it's bad as much as I want to say it's not possible. So you might as well accept reality (laughs) because (laughs) if you try to fight reality, at least for our generation, like as far as we're concerned, we're not going to live forever. No, the, the,
1: the, the, the mortal, (laughs) Experience is not one that I want to prolong forever.
0: I, I don't um, want to anyways. Right. But even if it, even if it were possible, I <laughs> probably would choose not to. However, it's not possible anyways for us, and it won't be in our lifetimes, I think. Yeah, to extend. So because of that, you have to wrestle and grapple and accept and do all the stuff we're talking about anyways. So my points are usually around that reality. Mm. It, my, my points on this topic are, this is the reality. The only way you can live a life that you feel fulfilled by when it comes to an end and that you're not sitting there regretting and, uh, or, or fearful of when it's coming to an end. There really is a beauty, I believe, mm. to accepting and seeing that come to an end and seeing and knowing that something better will come after. Sure. Yeah. That, that what yes. you did in this life s- set the stage or the groundwork <clears throat> for something to come after that will be even better, but it requires right. you to go. I feel like people who stay for too long, even when we're not talking about death, we're talking about in positions of power, we're talking about yes. if you, you you reach a peak and then and then you start to, you, you need to let it go and someone else needs yeah. to come take over or else you'll right, just right. stagnate. You're not going to actually keep progressing right. as a society. So there, there's a real necessary sort of like generational passing of the torch that needs to happen. And this goes from, Again, the, the local level to th- the cosmic level I yeah. think is kind of what this game is, is using as a metaphor for this. So these people decided to reject this concept of accepting their mortality and accepting the consequences yeah. of what they've done. Because one thing <laughs> that is always a debate, I don't think it matters what age or time or uh, society, is this idea of conserving the past right versus progressing into the future right and right how do you,
1: how do you have both yeah how do That's you like find a,
0: find a balance of both or some people right. don't want to balance some people just want to go back sure yeah. we want to go backwards. Or they just want this go was better we forwards. were better back then or yeah. no I reject everything about the past it was right. awful and it was all bad and we need to completely right. uh, uh, destroy that foundation and do something totally different right, right? Th- these people conflict all the time yeah. in societies so there, I what I th- what I really loved about this was that it seems these people had the mindset that like totally progressive mindset at one time. Yes, in which was we oh, don't care about stripping our world. and preserving our planet and preserving our past? We all just we want care the about is yeah. the eye of the universe. Right. We worship this thing now. Yeah. Then they learn what it really is, and they all do a hard one eighty flip. And That's a good point. Having oh, wow. done that, yeah. so I think that there is room uh to say that it it is a bad thing. It it can be a really bad thing to completely reject where you come from. Oh for sure. And to not preserve any parts of it that are good. Right. Um it really and, and again, at the same time, you don't want to get so stuck there that you're not moving forward because you will stagnate and uh and while well, it's impossible to do anyways, you can't preserve something forever. That's the whole point. It's, right, it's exactly. literally not possible to yes. do. <laughs> your, 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 your <laughs> dam is going to break down over time. You're going to yes, get a whole yeah. breach in your uh space station. Yeah. Uh, or a random freaking meteor is going to come out of nowhere and yeah. you could never have predicted it. Yeah. yeah. It's impossible. So why yeah. uh, you need to be able to let go as well. Um, it, it, It's more of like an Eastern philosophy that I, I've, really really started to resonate with like the older i get which is um how do i put this i I think i I don't want to butcher it but i think it's more or less the idea of love like your life with like all of the energy you have but don't be attached to it Right, there's that's a so difference hard that's between so hard. the two things, yes. and for a lot of people, I, I it seems think,
1: antithetical. I don't think you even necessarily have to go into the East. I think that that's alive in in the Western tradition. Oh, I'm sure it's it is, just yeah. not as obvious. Yeah. you you got to kind of search a little bit. Um, but I think that idea is also um, alive in Christianity as well. Sure, um, and probably others as well. Well, Hinduism for sure, but. Yeah, Um, I I think. Yeah, but the idea of giving giving of yourself and just letting letting go, right? And, um, you know,
0: come with me. the The idea being, and this is an ideal. It's not something I feel like I've reached, or probably ever will. Mm. But the idea being, I can love this person in my life with all my heart and soul. But if that person were gone tomorrow. It wouldn't destroy me to such a degree to where I couldn't focus or live my life.
1: Like yeah, I could you're...
0: celebrate the time I had with that person and appreciate it and be grateful for that hmm. and have it not totally uh, just darken my soul and ruin me. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what this is all about. It's sure. about being able sense. to give all of your energy and love into something mm-hmm. and really, really appreciate it and be grateful for it with all your heart and really feel all the all the good that comes with the love without the attachment that can completely derail your life. Yeah, I 100% agree. <clears throat> yeah. I 100% agree. So I feel like that's sort of the idealistic balance to find in this uh, sort of con- context that we're talking about here. Mm. Um, whether you're talking about what direction should we take the policies of our country, whether you're talking about should we pursue this... Uh, strange anomaly we found in the sky that we think might be God right. <laughs> whether it's um, you know do I want another child right. whether anything yeah, yeah. It, from that level to that level mm. um, this concept I think applies right. it, you, you want to live in such a way to where you're not attached so much that you can't see clearly that you're blinded that you become uh, 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 wrathful uh, right. a, a obsessive, um, fearful, so, so fearful of losing yes. that you, you sort of degrade as a person. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to be so uh, unattached, I guess, to where you're cold and you're not actually enjoying or loving uh, the experiences of your life and you're just sort of floating right. through it in this uh, totally like, I don't know what word I'm really looking for, but like unattached cold way. Right. So when I say unattached, I don't mean like there, – there's a couple of definitions for that. But well, because it's easy
1: to be unattached to things if you just don't love If you don't anything. care about yeah, them. yeah, if you don't care. I, I don't think that's what you're saying. That's not what I'm <laughs> saying. You're saying kind of the opposite. Like you immerse yourself in it, yes. right? Like like experience and, and observe and be part of it. Um, but don't let it consume you and yes. um, don't be so
0: attached. That's, that's a good way to put it. That's so hard to put, though. No. Y- when you become – attached that thing is almost sort of controlling you yeah it's kind of what nietzsche talks about (laughs) right like (laughs) like your fear over say losing this Mm -hmm. now rules over you especially if it's money yes or something that's utilitarian we we talked about this in um i don't know if it was near or if it was uh near quotes nietzsche directly on this type of thing yeah, where, where like being, what was what was it? It was to, to be modestly. Yes, uh, poor. that's from Thus Big Zarathustra. Yeah. Um, blessed be moderate poverty. Po- moderate mo- moderate poverty. I think yes. it was moderate poverty. Because the idea yeah, yeah. is the more you have, like the more attached to your stuff you'll be, yeah. and then yeah, the yeah. more fearful of losing it. Yeah, and then you just,
1: you know. Because you, at some point, you don't own your stuff, your stuff owns you. Yes. Right? Yes. Like if you would go into a burning building to get some of your stuff. Yes. That stuff has a body, it's your body, and yes, that stuff has a mind, you. it's your mind, and that stuff wants to live, <laughs> and you're going to risk your own life to enable your
0: stuff to live. Yeah. And that's uh, not the best way to approach life. Exactly. So hopefully all that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like I, I th- that's kind of what this whole DLC is touching on, right? The, the, the theme from the main game, as we discussed last week, is all about letting go. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I, 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 as I went through the ending again, now that I've got the prisoner and you, there's a little bit, there's some differences in the ending. If you've got there are him yeah. for that part. Um, I'm, I'm looking at some of the dialogue between the other travelers right at the end. And like Gabriel talking about, it, it makes you grateful that you spent the time to sort of smell the pines along the, On way. the way. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's this attitude, this feeling in the midst of accepting the end where you're still grateful and appreciative, but right. you're able to let it go. Right. That's where you want to be in life. You want to be in a space where you can give – where you can have all of the enjoyment and pleasure and love from the experiences you have without the fear of losing them that keeps you from being able to let it go when it's time. Right. Uh, because you're going to have to. Right. I mean that's yeah. the no point. Choice. There's, no choice. There's, there's, there, I mean there's just no other way. You will lose people. You will lose things. You will lose jobs. You will lose money. You will lose – you will lose a lot in this life. Yeah. And if if – you're not ready to do that. If you're not good and practiced at being able to let go of things and be like, I'm okay with that. I am grateful for the time I had with that thing that really enriched my life. I learned a lot and take that and let that thing go. Then your life's going to be a lot harder. You're making it harder on yourself. It is yeah. really the point it, it's your life is only harder because you can't let go. But I, I know that this is very unintuitive for the way that some people think. Some people think, well, if you're able to just let it go, then did you really care? I I, I can see where that might seem intuitive to people, but I, yeah. I, I really believe that's not love, that's fear. That's more fear than love. That's fear of loss more than it is loving the thing. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that that's actually sense. a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, I feel like that's what, the the territory we're stepping into with these aliens here. They feared loss of the universe uh, when they learned about this. They were willing to, originally, lose their planet, strip it bare, totally destroy it. But then when they were going to lose their own lives and they were going to lose everything in the universe, then it was, oh no, that's too far. Now we got to get revenge on the eye of the universe for this. (laughs) (laughs) So the...
1: They were okay with destroying everything so long as it served them. Yes. Right? So they elevated themselves to a point where they were just like the top. Yes. Um, And as soon as they found something above them that either they could have to be subservient to um, or that they couldn't dominate. They couldn't just like extract all the use from it for themselves. They all of a sudden, like they couldn't handle it. Yeah. Right? That's a great point. They wanted to pretend it didn't exist even though- you, just, like, you know it's there, right? Yes. They're just kind of hiding the truth from everybody because yes. they found
0: something greater than themselves. That's, yes. yeah, that's, that's a great point. As long as it served them to do so, it was okay to yes. sacrifice. Once it served something higher than themselves, it was no longer okay no. to sacrifice. And this is yes. why I think that <laughs> these particular aliens are such could have served as such amazing horror villains. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. That's like, right. That's,
0: that's like they're projecting yeah. their fear into how they try to stop you But really, yeah. and that's what could have been so brilliant about this Is when you step out of the Matrix, so to speak It's totally not scary anymore I felt so right. empowered when I figured that out yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. I can drop my lantern And I could walk out of it And these dudes can't even see me yes. anymore yeah, yeah. I felt like Neo at the end of the Matrix <laughs> Where <laughs> it's like, too. I see it for what it really is And yes, they yes, have yes. willingly ah, trapped themselves in it right. And they can't see what, for it for what it is anymore Oh, that's a good point That's a good Because point. they're so afraid. Yeah. So, really, they in the beginning are these horrible, frightening creatures out there trying to get you, trying to kill you. But, like, you start to see them for what they really are. And it's like they're just projecting their fear. Yeah, that's right. I'm not actually afraid of you. I well, see this for what it all is. That that it was just. I felt that anyways, it. but yeah. I felt like that could have been even more oh, powerful. Oh, could. Have, they could have. And that would have just like <laughs> that would have just blown my freaking mind. That would have just yeah. like completed this as <laughs> nothing will ever touch this as tar- far as my favorite game ever. Had they like gone that extra step. In terms mm. of really heightening the horror vibes in the beginning, and then you step out of it like like Neo in the Matrix, and it's just like you're the one now. And like, <laughs> it's like I, I actually pity you guys. It's you're the ones who are afraid, not me. You know what's thing, funny? Right? They they kind of made that whole.
1: I don't want to say digital. What would you call it? That whole. Like, yeah, it is like a digital world. It's yeah. like that, sure, but it's yeah. ca- also kind of like a dream. So. Yeah. So they created that to sustain themselves, right? But it sounds like they started to believe their own lie. Yeah. Right? Yes. And so that's why they can't even see outside of the little thing that they put themselves in. They basically put themselves into a prison. Yes. A forever prison. Yes. And the only thing that's keeping them from moving on is their fear of dying. Yes. That's the only thing. Yes. And they are uh, they are going to live forever in their sins, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're like, oh no, we don't know what happens when you die, that's, that's, so we're gonna avoid that. We're just gonna make hell right now. And we're of just damnation. gonna literally live forever yeah, in yeah. our own sins and it's gonna be awful. Yeah. Um like that was one of the theories of I, why I Adam see. and Eve couldn't go back in and eat the fruit of the, the tree of life after the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right. Was because oh no, then they're going to live forever in their sins, right? Yes. We, that would be that would be horrible, right? That's, no, go and here we see these uh, the strangers, and it's like that's mm-hmm. exactly what they did. They have to live with the guilt of destroying their own home planet forever
0: right. just because they're so afraid of letting go and dying. Yes, now here's where it really all comes together for yeah. me. We're talking about sort of literal damnation. The living forever in your sins yes. concept. And it, it's, it's something that lost you on do me, to yourself. It's not yeah. lost on me that the dam breaks when we arrive.
1: Oh, that's a good point. The, about the that?
0: damnation yeah. ends upon our oh, arrival gosh, oh, to intercede good. in this.
1: Do so you, you remember when Gandalf says that yeah. uh, the coming of Merry and Pippin will be like the star- falling of the first few stones that starts an avalanche, yes. right? So we show up, and then, of course, the tree beard breaks the dam and all that. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. it's all because of Merry and Pippin. Right. Um, yeah, it's like we show up and we precipitate. Symbolically, that's really cool. Yes. I like that a lot.
0: They, they were literally and trapped. And here's the crazy thing. Yeah,
1: The star is going to supernova, and from what I can tell, they did not escape in time they're going to die anyways. anyways. Exactly. At some point, a random rock is going to fall on your head when you're a thousand and twelve years old. And you're, 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 it's going to happen, right? You are just going to die. Um, Even, even with whatever they did, they took all these precautions. Like, no, we won't even live in the real world. Our bodies are going to be in this place
0: and we're going to be in this other world. So we'll be perfectly safe. It's like, no, (laughs) it's the hubris. Like the, the, the denial of reality and, yeah. and the fact that e- even with everything they went through to, to put this elaborate plan together, it was doomed to fail anyways. It they were going to die fail. anyways. Yes.
1: And there's no <laughs> avoiding it. There's and no all they were going to do is just force themselves. Uh, yeah. Anyways. And and all they really did is just hide anyone else from finding the eye of the universe. But once they're dead, who cares? But they that's, that's still like their goal, right? Like all the way until the end. Yeah. Like nobody
0: can find out. Yeah. So, anyways, let's get back to... So, the reels in the real world, not their dream world, right, are redacted. But yeah. as you go into their dream world and you find the reels in full, you get, like, the full story, which basically describes everything you just said. Yeah. So, they left their world. They stripped it bare. They came here. They found out what the eye really did. They rejected that. They sort of built this... Um, this little digital world that they could live in forever. There's a couple of really cool details in this that all end up being hints for how to solve puzzles that mm-hmm. I just, even though I was stuck for a little bit, I thought was so brilliant. Yeah. Like, they, they show that one point where a living um, a living stranger goes into the, they're, they're, like, tracking his vital signs while he's in the dream world or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then, like, they bring an older person in. and But, like, the person happens to die, like right at the point where they were gonna put them into the dream world, but their consciousness still went into the dream world. So their body died, right. but their consciousness still survived inside of the system. It's like
1: ooh, we so figured out the secret.
0: Yes, so you yeah. can die,
1: but right, still be in right. the system.
0: It took me forever that's to like right. piece that that's together because yeah, that yeah. was a because re- uh, they talk about the bells, right? Those bells that will. The it, red ones, it, the yeah. red, yeah, yeah, yeah. they yep. they wake you up. So if you approach yeah. them, they bing, 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 and then your your real body wakes up on the outside. Yeah, and so it's a way of keeping you from getting into certain places they didn't want you to go. Yeah, it, it's like a it's like a trap for a, any living being who were to show up and try to like get their secrets. Right, because they're all dead. Right, all of them are dead now. I mean, when you go into those rooms with the little green fire and, the, and they're sort of. It's creepy. It's man. It's really creepy. a Really yeah. cool visual, but those are all corpses. Yep. None of them are alive anymore. Except one is empty.
1: Yes. That yes. was that. Just the suggestion of that was pretty creepy. Yeah. For that's me.
0: that's that's what I was talking about. But yeah. unfortunately, it didn't go where I was hoping it would yeah, go, yeah. which is that real guys would still be around. Like in the real. In real life. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm past that now. Um, but. Yeah, you have to die, you have to kill yourself in that room by standing in the fire. In the fire in yeah. order to get past those bells, because they won't wake you up, because there's no one to wake up because you're dead on the outside. Yep. Your consciousness is what's survived here. Um, so that's like one one way of getting past those puzzles, which is just super clever. Um, you know, they they again, stepping out of the matrix, I keep calling it, where you can see the whole simulation, because it's really dark everywhere. It's nighttime and the way that it's lit makes it so that it feels like this connected, cohesive world. And then you step out of it and everything's brighter and you go, oh, wait a minute. There's literally just like four pockets and there's like a loading screen in between. It's yeah, like a literal yeah. loading screen in that's between. Right, yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and and you, 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 the, whole, the whole illusion falls apart. Right. And it's so cool the way that it does because that's when you realize, well, you could also get the reel that shows you this, but you can jump off the boat in between loading areas. To get to where the that's prisoner right. actually is at, that's right. and that's where you actually free him. So, um, I, I don't know. I just thought it was I- incredibly clever. I thought thematically it, it built off of what was done in the main game in a really brilliant way. Sort of. Oh yeah, it all it, builds it, towards that so same good. theme. Yeah, so yeah. good. And um, new cool new mechanics with the flames uh, and, and the other artifacts that you find. I I, I, I don't really know what else to say about it at this point. I think we have basically covered everything I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, other than I just really, really loved it. I, I l- the only thing, literally, the one and only thing that I think I, I wish they had just gone further on that horror <laughs> aspect of it, because I think it would yeah. have served the story even more so to do that. But um, it just fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Loved it. Freaking loved it. I think the
1: strangers could have done with some good fantasy. Some good fantasy. I feel like sometimes people need, people need to experience new worlds and to experience possibilities with mm-hmm. imagination and to um, understand, I don't know. I feel like fantasy can actually help a lot when it comes to things of this nature in particular um, where it can help people to kind of, I don't know, just imagine a different world or it, where it can help people to maybe um, escape sure. where, where they're at right now. Just True. just a little bit. Not like in a d- attached negative way. You know, Don't become attached to the fantasy too much. Um, but yeah, these guys could have uh, told better stories. Maybe that's yeah, a better way of putting it. that's a good way of putting it. it. I feel like their stories, they, they, I don't know. I don't think that whatever story they were telling themselves, which was we're the best and we're going to live forever and we can hide... <laughs> Like literally, God from everyone. <laughs> okay, not literally. I don't know the eye of the universe, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but that we can find this precious thing, and we will. Because I thought where it was going was, oh, we're going to keep this for ourselves. Yeah. But instead, it was like, no, no everyone else. We, we would kill it if we could. Yeah. We want to just make sure that uh, it's gone forever. Um. But yeah, they ended up going a different way with it.
0: Um. I wanted to read a little bit of what he says at the very end, though. This oh, is the, yeah. The, the, so yeah, I, I wanted to... because I, okay. I realized we hadn't talked about. Maybe you did briefly. Um, the one who went against this plan was yes. this prisoner. Yeah, he got thrown. Um, I remember the first time, is the dam broke and and so it like absolutely it actually reveals the the little prison that's barge hanging from thing the, that they built and they, they that's right they yeah. sunk underwater. I was
1: wondering why there was a dam there at all. Yeah. I was like, this is weird. You guys, this isn't dams yeah. don't last forever, especially wooden ones. Yeah. Right, like this, this isn't good. Why did they build, it's a river. Like this is just a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. And, but they did it. And that's, I guess that's part of why, like yeah. they needed to like create a lake
0: to put their prisoner in for literally forever. I have to read this joke from yeah. Hopeless Romantics. If this is their fantasy they're experiencing, let this be their final or one. Let it be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeans. <laughs> uh, Hopeless Romantics just beat FF16. So Oh, very that's, nice. That's where very that comes nice. from. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so he went against the plan. He woke up. Yeah. He was like, you know what? Uh, trying to ev- trying to live forever in this way and like uh, hide the eye of the universe. Yeah, st- like from the, the world. Point? is like this. Is not this. Is not it. We shouldn't be doing this. Because if
1: you're gonna say, if you're gonna say that, and I mean this literally, like a point, right? Yeah. If you're gonna say, what's the point of the universe? Yeah. Not like don't think of it too deeply in terms of purpose or whatever. Just what's the point? Like, what is the point of the universe? The point is the eye of the universe. And basically by covering it up, they made the universe pointless. Yeah, right. Like like specifically. <laughs> <laughs> and and so then somebody wakes up and he's just like we just discovered like the point of the universe and we deleted the point <laughs> from the universe. Yeah what's the point, right? Yeah. Like, what is the point? What are What are they doing here? So he just kind of wakes up. He's just, he's kind of groggy. And he basically just undoes the whole thing so that the signal can blast out for what? Yeah. Like five seconds? For a little really bit. Really brief, but long yeah. enough for the Nomai to, to catch
0: it. Ca- and that's right. why the Nomai are like, why did the signal stop? What's wrong? What's happening? Yes. Um, I it, loved that. Yeah, I very loved cool. that tying into that mystery that was sort of left open-ended <clears> was... We followed the signal, and now it's not emitting anymore. What happened? Well, yes. what happened was the prisoner got caught, and they freaking shut it <laughs> off again. <laughs> and this is the the
1: prisoner basically uh, intuited the idea that even his his ancestors had, and also um, basically that everyone else in the universe would have. Which is like, what's the point? Where's the point? Mm. And knew that they were just doing a disservice to everyone by hiding the point. Yes, <laughs> and so. Yeah, he uncovers it. Everyone's able to, um, basically, the the eye. Now, it's strange that that, anyways, I don't know. Uh, It's strange that they were able to do that at all, Mm -hmm. that they were able to keep the eye from...
0: From, from emitting having a signal, a signal. yeah, yeah. How, like, however, they were able to do that. That's we, we talked high about them, technology, yeah. We indeed. talked about them being <laughs> like probably far behind the nomai in terms of technology, but whatever technology they had to do that is freaking <laughs> that, crazy. That
1: is something, yeah, yeah. It was hard enough for the nomai to even find the eye, and that yet, let alone these guys were able to like completely surround it and cover it up. Yeah. I guess um, they do
0: have pretty good cloaking technology, whatever that's it is true. That they have, that's true. So must, they must have cloaked the yeah. signal, but anyway, um. So they, they put him in this little prison and they just sent him there to be isolated forever, forever. which yeah. is – I mean, that's – That's pretty bad. That's about the worst – well, it is. I can't think of anything worse. The worst possible uh, freaking yeah. punishment for a crime that exists. You know um, <laughs> that when Cain kills
1: Abel, yeah, God is like, Cain, your punishment – you're like no one's gonna i'm not gonna let anyone kill you basically like you're gonna live for like i don't know if it says he's gonna live forever or not but like basically his his punishment was to have
0: prolonged life not to not that he was gonna die right anyways
1: it's just kind of funny about that
0: so yeah he well even um in prisons it's a controversial thing to do um you know Mm -hmm. uh uh, what do they call it something isolation uh oh uh, solitary solitary confinement yeah yeah as a punishment because it's just so cruel. It's just so bad for the human mind to be isolated in that way. And how long? I mean, yeah. how long really was this guy?
1: Well, before the Nomai, you know, so more than 281 million or 1,000 years because
0: ago. Because it's not even just because obviously his physical body died at some point in there, but his consciousness right. was also trapped in the simulation right. in isolation yeah, for that's eternity. Right. So really, really, really horrible, cruel punishment that they put yeah. on him for this. Um, but, uh, I, I loved how, when you eventually freed him, it's just like literal, just this void. And there's just like a lantern sitting in front of the void. And you see a hand, hand come out and grab it. And it That's was like, creepy. it almost looked like he was going to come out and grab you. But then it yes. was like, no, let's come in. I haven't talked yep. to him in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk. And he's got that staff
1: that can like Vulcan mind meld basically. Yeah. just like conveys his thoughts to you.
0: Uh, which was really cool. So you get like the full story that yeah. way. And then I love how you do it. He, he gives the staff to you. And yeah. you, you tell the rest of the story. Then the Nomai came, and then the Ghost Matter killed them, and then uh, we arose, and then I figured all this stuff out, and now I've come <laughs> talk to you. And he's super appreciative of our, you know, like knowledge. Yeah. And then sort of like leaves this little prison he was built in, and, and leaves the staff by some water with a symbol of the two of them, sort of riding off together. Um, towards an ever brightening sun yeah, yeah right and then but yeah then, then getting to your note here which was what he yeah. says at the at very the end <clears throat> at the eye of the universe which yeah. I, I loved it I
1: loved this that was wonderful when my kind found the eye and realized what it was capable of they were terrified it was too difficult a truth like a light too bright to look upon directly it burned them what they could not unlearn was hidden away in darkness obfuscated and then lost They did not want to see their story end. My kind weren't always like this. We weren't always so afraid. I did what I could to set things right. Yet I am still of my kind and you know now what they did. I cannot promise our fear won't stain your mind. And so as a choice, are you
0: certain that you want to remember me? Loved that last part. Loved it. Very, very Because it, it's, it, it, it gives a little bit more light into what this birth of the new universe really is and yes. really, really signifies, I think, with certainty, we are the observer of the new universe. Yes, I think because so. Because the new I universe so. is going to come from our mind. Yes. So do you really want my memory and what my people did, our sins, right. to be a part of your mind? Because that's going to go into the new right. universe. And, and it changes. Can, yeah. The end, The ending screen, the 14.3 billion
1: years later thing, yeah. there's new stuff in it yes. that wasn't there before. Yeah. But so, you, you
0: can tell them no. You can be like, yeah. uh, we appreciate everything you did. Uh, you know, to like make sure that no mic can find the item, but your people suck. And I don't want yeah, that DNA mean- <laughs> in my new universe. Go away. You can actually say that you can, which I yeah. thought was powerful in, a, a, in a kind way. Cause I, yeah. I, I, yeah, right. Like yeah. obviously you're not putting it in, in those terms, <laughs> yeah. but I think that there's a fine point to be made um. in that. There are probably certain parts that that's what evolution is that you, that you cut out. Like these, right? these are that's not true. good genes anymore. Get rid of those. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's separating them. the wheat from the tares, right? Yes. it's like, hey, here's the good stuff. <laughs> I, I honestly think there could be a good argument made that we don't want people with the the with your genes who are so fearful. Yeah, we want people with my genes who are eager to see what happens next, or like Solanum, because I love the, right. I love the way she puts it. Like, um, we've reached the end of the journey. Uh, man, I wish I had the dialogue in front of me. Like. Are, oh, do, are are you ready to find out what happens next? Yeah. Or something? So an observer has entered the eye of the universe. Yeah. 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 Something like that. And then if you say yes, I admire your curiosity. That's right. So right. we're 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 harboring or or sort of like bringing together the genes of curiosity. Yes. <laughs> Those that are that are progressive thinking, ready to move into the next phase, not fearful of it, right. but like curious to see what that looks like, and that's stronger than fear. Those are the genes we want to go into the new universe to make it better, sure. not the ones that are afraid and tried to reject that. Yes. We, we want those to evolve out <laughs> of us. <laughs> yes. Right? But no, there I is mean, an argument to be made for that. But he specifically wasn't that way. He right. was different amongst his people. Right. He had the unique uh, perspective of not being afraid. So, no, your genes are good. Like, <laughs> we want the rest of what's good about your people plus your curiosity. I, with us. I, I read it in a similar way, but I also had this
1: other thought, right? Because we more or less... Oh, and you're able to actually see our character's face, which was fun. Yes, You got like two little eyes and then two yeah. huge eyes up yep. top. and right. Anyways, really fun. Um, but you, we project ourselves onto the characters that we play, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as this character was like, eh, I don't know if you want me a part of your new universe, right? Yeah. Um, I just think of myself in a similar way. And I'm like, why, why like would I allow my own myself mm, to get, yeah. you know, like, like who am I to be like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm way better than you. Um, or to think that like, I don't have anything wrong in my past or in my ancestry. Sure. And so, uh, but yet at the same time, it's almost like the eye of the universe. It's almost like, uh, If you're to compare it to a God at all, it's a forgiving God or it's a, it's a, it's, it's a being that can respect who you are and where you came from, um, regardless of, I don't know, it, it, respects your present intent over your past
0: mistakes. Uh, I I would put it as a God that is not fearful.
1: Oh, sure. Hey, how about that? Let's say, let's say that all these
0: things that you're bringing up are concerns. Yeah. Let's try it anyways. Sure. See what happens. (laughs) Well, I'm hey, curious to know. <laughs> like, what well, it doesn't work
1: out. How could it not work out? There's like, do you know how many freaking stars <laughs> there are? Like, do you know how many likely like, yeah. beings there are in our galaxy? Yeah. Do you, well, okay, I don't know. But what some some would say that at least one in every galaxy can, like, produce life in, in a way. Um, and how many galaxies are there? I don't know. Like, a trillion? I don't know. <laughs> like, so, so freaking many. So to even say that, oh, no. Um, this next universe is going to be full of you know these problems is also to say that yeah but like it's not about just this one story it's yeah. about like quadrillions of stories yeah. like all taking place all at once yeah. and and the the good and the bad and the the relationship and the way that they all are similar but different and the way they're unified but separate right um, it all kind of like plays into the beauty of the whole thing yeah. that there is no uniformity they aren't all the same that some people do prefer you know the past traditions and some people do prefer the future progress and and that that they can all like cohere in a way if mm. they can figure it out and how beautiful that is um that you know it doesn't have to like end in one
0: specific way that there's going to be a quadrillion different endings yeah right right exactly right and why be afraid of it? Because exactly that one will also come to an end, and then a better thing will come. Exactly, out of that. and then more it's will. It's a process come of evolution, and right. it just continues to refining it better. And then at some point, that thing peaks and goes extinct, and then something else gets a chance. <laughs> and uh, this life is it how advances. this is how medieval people used to end
1: um, manuscripts and things. But it would say "worlds without end." That yeah, was like right. a common like yeah. thing at the end, or you know, "peace, peace to you, my brother." I shall see you later. Worlds without end. Like it was just a <laughs> common saying that people yeah. would say. It sounded, you know, really flowery and cool. But when I when I play this game and I get to the end and I and the and I kind of internalize what this game's saying. That's kind of the thought that comes to my mind. Is yeah. something like worlds without end. Yeah. And this that that brings to mind Darwin's quote at the end of the um, species, um, origin of species. Origin of species. Um, where he says, endless forms most beautiful, right? Yes. Like endless forms yes. most beautiful. Um, so that brings together like the idea of the evolution, but also the concept of like whatever is above the universe, mm. right? Into this like worlds without end mentality of like yeah. endless forms and, and like literally... literally endless forms like it will continue to just go and the beauty of the whole thing justifies the process and its own existence
0: there's there's a new documentary on netflix that just came out that's being promoted a whole lot yeah it's uh like the history of the world kind of thing right but um it goes a lot into the different uh uh what do you call them The, the the different extinction Events and oh, yeah, all the different like ages the filter the great world. filters and things, yeah. yeah, and so you know this kind of has been sparking my thoughts as i'm watching that show too it's like, yeah, the dinosaur extinction was like actually, there was an even bigger one before that, like a way worse oh one. The,
1: after the cambrian explosion, yeah, there yeah. was the the, the, yeah, the
0: worst yeah. I, I forget the name what was the worst extinction
1: oh gosh, <laughs> it was I can't remember it either, but it's one of they call it one of the great filters, but it was like ninety nine percent of all life. the per
0: the permian. Oh, there you the, go. I think it's the Permian extinction, yeah, where, like, basically every life form on Earth almost <laughs> was completely wiped out. Yeah. I mean, that's an exaggeration. But uh, anyway, there were these horrible extinction events over and over and over that have happened. But, like, had they not, like, we wouldn't be here. And right. and who, who are we to say? That preventing our own extinction, should that come, would then prevent some better life form afterwards right. from following. Yeah. And, and who are, that's, that's basically what these strangers are doing here. They're, 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 they have such hubris and such attachment and such fear of their own deaths that they're trying to prevent that process yeah. of, of a better life form following them. I mean, because we can't imagine it. We're not going to be well, there. It's billions of years in our future.
1: We're getting close to something similar, which is basically, um, gosh, like humans creating an AI that uh, sure. can do everything and humans become uh, not the most useful creatures Relevant in the world. anymore, yeah. Yeah, and, and – um Basically, no, nothing is like the whole point of all life is just AI and AI can go explore the stars now uh, and whatever robots that it builds for itself. And then um, the nihilism (laughs) that follows that amongst the human race of like, even if you want to do something, you wouldn't do it because an AI could just do it like 12 times more efficient. I see
0: people having that discussion. Yeah, that's Uh, a common one right now. And uh, the the fear around that just become, that Amish. Just just become Amish just not e- exist in me it, I yeah. almost root for it <laughs> root for <laughs> for, for, what? for the AI <laughs> oh, okay that's because fine. of the, because of what we're talking about it's, it, it's the, that's the idea is that it's the next form of consciousness yeah I I, I would be totally yeah. fine if that were the case I I personally wouldn't I guess I'm <laughs> uh, because um, I, I, I'm sure ninety nine percent of people
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be um, at least in part because I don't care what ai does yeah like i just don't like if a human lands on the moon that's sick if like robots are like oh we got a star like uh, and i'm not around and there's no consciousness left to like experience it yeah and it's just happening and like oh isn't that great that the robots are exploring space and we're not there and there's nothing there's no humans i'm like no (laughs) i don't think that's great yeah um but that could be me being a little more um, humanistic, I guess, well, what would well, the I, word
0: be. First of all, I think that's completely natural. I mean, oh, of course. Evolution designed us to care of, for our own, first yes. and foremost. Yeah, yeah. For a reason, because that's how we propagate, and the strongest species survives longer. And, and that was us. <laughs> that, that's, that's the process of evolution. It's completely natural to feel that. Yeah, way. yeah. I'm uh, coming at this from a <laughs> uh, almost an unnatural sort of curiosity where I, I'm not concerned at all about the propagation or survival of my own species. But we are but the conscious the, observers. But in the, well, yeah, but like, I won't
1: be forever. I've already accepted. No, that. you won't be. But, but this game, right? The eye of the universe oh, needs you're in this game, a conscious observer yeah, right. to connect to it. But right? whether
0: that's me or not, I, I it is no longer oh, no, no, an yeah. issue for me. That's. Like, I, agree with, that. I agree with that. I've let go of caring about whether my consciousness survives after this life or not. Like there, there's a part of me that almost feels like the non-existence, as scary a thought as that is to some people. I, I, I struggle to understand why, because you wouldn't even know it. So what's the be <laughs> <play> for <of? laughs> Like are you, it's it's the
1: transition from existence yes, to non-existence. It's the scary. I point don't of think transition. it's the non-existence doesn't scare me or I would think most people you basically experience it when you go to sleep every night you wake up eight hours later and you're like that was no time at all yeah but the transition is what's scary right the yeah the like I can't breathe oh no for like five minutes and then and then yeah the pain
0: yeah yeah the pain's not something to look forward to
1: (laughs) I think surely not uh
0: but like that the those few seconds I guess or minutes of of pain Although when your mind pass, will stretch those they're, out, there, there's almost. Uh, I was actually watching another documentary recently about near, uh, uh, or near death experiences. Near death experiences. Hmm. It, it it seems almost universal, as different as the stories are, because I'm sure people's beliefs play into what goes on in their oh, brain sure. in these moments where they're passing or the brain they, is they, creative. They're die. They've died for even some of them like a long time, and then came yeah. back, and there was like you should have no brain activity. All your brain, <laughs> brain cells should be dead. What the fetch? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It was really. Um, Crazy stories like that. But it's, it's still the part that I find universal in all the stories as differently as they describe the afterlife. Or I saw my father. Or I saw this beautiful rainbow world. Or whatever it is they talk about that's always different. It's universally better. It's universally. This was a good experience. This was a place you know what? That's I a good enjoyed. And that's a good the, point. The yeah. one thing that that's has true. always that links them all together in my mind is connectedness. They all uh, feel connected yes. to people that they loved. I've heard. They this. feel connected this. to this. the universe. They feel connected. Yeah. And it's that's what's really. And this was what I was trying to like hint at last time we were talking about my own experience. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is a, it, it's a strong sense of connectedness yeah. that. Is hard to get as an individual, right? But is like the default state of consciousness when you've left your ego behind. Yes, and that's the part that I think is beautiful and wonderful and not to be feared. But people don't people are trapped here. They don't see that level of consciousness yet. There's a a
1: difference. I have a hard time thinking that uh, that consciousness itself would end in general, at least in part, because um. Well, energy Con- can't be destroyed. Well, so. co- Yeah, sure. And consciousness seems like, what is it? Um, the universe cannot produce something that it itself did not contain to begin with, right? Or sure. that it didn't contain the potential for that. Like I get sure. like a bird or that's just more complexity of the things, right? Yeah. Uh, but consciousness, the first person perspective that we experience as individuals, right? The, the, the experience of consciousness is something that had to latently exist in some form. From the Big Bang, basically. Yeah. Like like this, the, in order to exist at all, it had to, you know, it had to be a thing at some point. There, there's no way that something like this just shows up and that I'm me and you're you and that that just happens and that that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, it, it almost had to be like, uh Ian McGilchrist seems to think that it's like an ontological primitive, that consciousness is like even more basic than matter, right? Yeah. Uh, but... It certainly wouldn't be the kind of consciousness that I'm experiencing sure, right now. Right, yeah. It would it would likely be a higher or a different kind of thing. I, I don't even know. You probably wouldn't see or any of that stuff. Like it would just it would be different. It would be more like feelings and but the efficiency of AI, which is the way that we've programmed AI to be super, super efficient, if at some point in the distant future it takes over every star in the entire universe. And it's like peak efficiency and it's like Dyson spheres around every star. Right. And it's just like, boom, we are doing so good. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, if there's no human, if there's no observer, if there's no consciousness participating in it in any way, then like, it's just nothingness happening more. And it, well, has no What effect. if the AI is conscious? That's the question. That's the question. It At, certainly will be able to mimic it. I just what don't if know it's if it able, will actually What if it, have it becomes able
0: to create consciousness in well, some degree?
1: Well, you know what? Because what I had said previously mm. about consciousness being something of an ontological primitive of the universe could lend itself towards the idea that um, consciousness is something that AI could acquire. Sure. Being just a property of the universe itself. Right. So that's possible. Now, if the AI does ag- legit have like real true consciousness that's cool then then i change my <laughs> opinion ai can colonize the stars and i'll be like good job ai good job. you did it i'm glad
0: i'm dead and i will be like the ultimate life form yes. that evolution's been trying from the beginning to achieve <laughs> it's just like that that's what it is we need um, humans for
1: ai and then now go away but as it is now it's just like if humans give themselves up so that this AI can just go colonize everything and just like be efficient yeah. at everything, it's yeah. I would consider it quite destructive. I I, actually.
0: I, I would still. <clears throat> this is such a weird territory for us to be doubling <laughs> into, but it's fun to talk about. It's fun. Um, I, I would still think that it's it's almost just a constant. It's 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 a mm. it's a law of nature of this universe that all things end and new things come from them. Mm. So AI would also go through the same cycle. It would peak. To some yeah, level totally. of peak efficiency. And then it would start to <laughs> All its Dyson spheres and <laughs> and would start crumbling. <laughs> and then and something <laughs> would go wrong and it would end. And then another better thing would come from that. And this That's would probably continue to go on. For as long as the universe exists, Uh, until until heat death, (laughs) until heat death, and then from that a new I don't know. If if, true, if what according to this, according to this game,
1: yeah, that something which is sort of what we mentioned earlier the the Penrose Penrose's theory about how we are in the singularity of the next universe already, sure, and it's just going to be made out of this one, yeah, um, and like how that that's just crazy to think about, but it seems like that fits a little bit into it's like what they're talking about the Big
0: Bang with some quantum level uh yeah. explosion mm-hmm. that started a reaction yeah. in the quantum realm of whatever macro realm is outside of that and it's just yeah. the first of many <laughs> different explosions that to start a chain reaction to that big bang right. which is like on a scale totally and unfathomable could,
1: unfathomable but also <laughs> everything's relative so yeah, uh, it just true, doesn't matter yeah, it, it just, just doesn't it matter doesn't at all. there you know anyways that's wild um so i did more roasted marshmallow this time yes so i got to have my sacramental meal before participating in the, the Song of the Spheres, I'll call it that, the Song of the Sphere. Um, and yeah, there are subtle changes at the very, very end. So depending on what happens before, what comes later is slightly different. And one of the guys talks about this. I can't remember who it was. I think it's the guy from Giant Steep with the banjo. Um, Ryback? Ray, Ray Beck, um Ray Beck, Ray yeah. yeah. I think he was saying something like, oh, um, even if we don't remember the past, the past still affects the future. Yes. Something like that. And that's more or less where this note came from. Depending on what happens before, what comes later is different, right? And so it's still informed by the past, even if it's the past is no longer contained in like a tangible, memorable, like kind of form. Um, And then, yeah, the future is always built on the past, even if we don't get to see it. And I have a few lines here, or we kind of, we're, we're I, closing I up, right? I think we're
0: good, yeah. I, I don't have anything left. So.
1: I just have a couple lines because there's a few things that I wanted to bring up that I, we didn't bring up last time, and I've just been thinking a lot about this game lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is that the mere act of observing helps bring the material world into being. And if there's anything that we've learned from uh, quantum mechanics, it's more or less that, like, fact. Right. That the observer um, is a creator, Right. Mm. The observer is creative and you don't have to like learn how to do it. It's just by virtue of you being you, you are helping uh, manifest the universe. Um, you're helping bring the universe to into being more of what it already is. Yes. Which is like kind of manifesting funny its to think about. Yes. into Like the physical, just, just making views. it happen just by virtue of being um, a, an observer. Um, and Ian McIlchrist says that attention, attention itself is a moral act. Right. Like, just by being and looking, uh, you're you're in the realm of morality, mm-hmm. right? Just like some in, in some, in some b- way that's bigger than you. And then the end is just the beginning, right? Once again, like, this is just the thoughts that I'm having as I'm finishing this game. Like, this is so cool. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this idea called the cloud of unknowing. You would probably love this. This is written mm-hmm. by um, a Mystic. Uh, Christian mystic um, in England, I think, actually, around like 1200 or something like that, around the time of Meister Eckhart. Um, and this guy wrote a book. Uh, he's anonymous. Nobody knows who wrote it. Uh, but there's a book called The Cloud of Unknowing, right? And it's, um, I, gosh, I don't know how to put it, but it's like the, the darkness, veil, light beyond. Um, so The Cloud of Unknowing is an ancient mystical Christian text about surrendering your mind and ego, ego to the realm of unknowing to the realm of the unknown. Mm. That basically he says that a lot of the mystical experiences people have or a lot of like the prophetic experiences with like Moses or whatever, they were accompanied by this like cloud, this like veil of darkness that was basically just the unknown. And that, that there came a point where they had to kind of surrender themselves to this unknown Right. whatever it is, the cloud of unknowing, right. as he calls it. And that that is where like God kind of like, they have an experience with God, uh, yes. you know, and this is yes. part of the reason why like, a f-, you know, fires with smoke and whatever it is, or, or incense in a, in a church, things like that, um, that you're, they're trying to recreate this idea of the, of the cloud, yeah. right? The theophanic glory cloud, but it's the, the cloud of unknowing wherein God reveals himself if you surrender yourself to it. Right. But it's yeah. the unknown. And that's the idea of the fear. People have this fear of the unknown, and when you enter that cloud at, of the eye of the universe, that big dark storm with all the electricity and stuff, and you walk through that cloud into the darkness, um, you're in the realm of the of the the cloud of unknowing, um, mm. which is really fun stuff. Um, this is also a really interesting idea. So, to, uh, this is old, old like um, old Jewish mystical stuff, but. To ascend to God, one must pass by all the angels in the heavens. This is in Dante's Divine Comedy oh, as yes, well. Yes. You've got the different spheres, and each one's a different planet, right? Or a different uh, celestial object, right? But this was so good, because as we get to the eye of the universe, we kind of have to... We first have to pass by each of the planets, right? Yes. And a planet is... is The ancients would have called them gods or angels, right? The planets, mm. like Michael is Mercury, well, I think.
0: Isn't? I mean, Jupiter is one of the... Um the Roman.
1: Yeah. Jupiter is Zeus, basically. Yeah, is and Zeus, yeah. Pluto is, uh, v- sorry, uh, Hades and Neptune is, pl- um, yeah, the Poseidon. Those, the name, yeah. the, the Roman names of the Greek gods, yeah. the Greek gods, but they were planets. They were specifically planets. And the idea of the ancient Jewish, um, you know, mystical texts of, you know, the temple and the book of Enoch and all of that, it's like, you have to pass by the angels on your way up. And that's what Dante does in the divine in, in Paradiso. He passes by each planet on his way up to the ultimate, you know, right. the ultimate unknown. Um, and in this game, it's just so fun. It's just another way that this game kind of participates in this really ancient view of of what um, what it means to experience meaning and to like have, have a deep experience, like on a campfire at night, looking up at the stars and, you know, having this like transcendent experience with other people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here we are just basically doing that exact thing. And then I think we're good. I think that's about it. Yeah. It begins and ends with a campfire. It's a yes, bookend, right? bookend. Loved it. So at the very beginning of the campfire and the very end of the campfire. And then poof,
0: I absolutely love it. So good. I want to read a couple comments. Oh, good. From people who have been following us along the way here. Um, this one comes from Mr. Rusty103. Minor correction, as far as I'm aware, I'm no expert. In Bramble Space, you weren't actually creating a second probe. Oh, I think we oh, covered this Oh, you before.
1: mentioned that you were going were were to bring this it up, one, though.
0: Yeah. It's just that since it essentially portals the probe to a new place, your computer is still reading the original scout signal right in front of it. That's so it right. It keeps we did the mark, it Keeps it keeps a marks to the scout, but then it reports yeah. an error because it starts picking up a second scout signal. That's right. We did bring place. this up. You, there was another one that you wanted to bring up that you commented uh, on, the, the pinned comment from the last episode. Law, gnome. Regarding the we've been in the time loop for 9 million loops thing, it is mentioned on Giants Deep in the mask lab that the statues will not pair until either the project succeeds or there is a critical error. As you found in the probe tracking module, the project succeeded in finding the eye. So that's the only reason the masks started working. Oh,
1: not because of the error. Oh, that's interesting.
0: Okay. You can see that the number of probes currently launched is equal to the number of loops you have played plus 9 million or so that happens before the eye was found. So you only became aware of the loops when the eye was found. Oh, that's different from what I thought. The masks only began working or doing their work once the eye was actually discovered. So that's that's why you and Gabbro. So it could have been the other way around. Yeah. I see. Okay. Wow. So Fancy. I thought that was pretty cool yeah. explanation for that. Um, yeah. Regarding what you're talking about, as far as my pinned comment from this week, um, Solana is not wearing the third mask. The third mask is inside of the probe tracking module. It's sending the data back, so it's in the actual like, the the probe data uh, the probe module tracking module that I think that was crashed in Giant's Deep, the one receiving the information from the probe. Because then okay. it uses the mask to send that data back into forth. So time. that's the third mask. That's the third mask. Okay, okay. But but um Solanum is wearing a mask. She's wearing a mask, but that's just a no my mask. It's not but like, it's the same it's the same design. <laughs> okay, okay. It's the same culture. <laughs> it's just not <laughs> literally one of the masks that actually okay. does that job of sending information back in time. Okay, cool. Um, those are stored in the Ashtwin project. And uh, one of them is linked to us, one of them is linked to Gabbro, and one of them is linked to the probe tracking module that is actually receiving the data from the probe. Okay, okay. Which is why they were so pissed at those nomai who kept saying, no, more power, more power. Dude, if you destroy the probe (laughs) tracking module where this mask is, then we can't actually get the data back in time. Don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why they were arguing about that. Very good, very good. Um, Okay. We got Glacial Bay. The idea of their language degrading over time is cool, but I don't think that's what's actually happening. We're talking about that the scribbly lines become more rough. Yeah. There's at least one Nomai Solanum, 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 who's writing, so that character. At the end, Whose Who's writing true. you see as a child on Ember Twin and as an adult on Brittle Hollow. Her writing as a child is messy and as an adult it is not. Okay, so it's just that as they grow up. It's really hard for me to keep that on This guy straight. was saying also, that is correct. The wide, messy writing is child's writing, so correction there. Um, this one comes from, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that. Yuki you, you Chiz. <laughs> <laughs> 10. As a note about shirt talk to him near the end of the cycle. We ended up doing that. Hmm. He goes crazy, right? Poor Chirt. Um, see, this one is from RMS Gray. A uh, few non-spoilery, as of this episode, thoughts of my own. The player character is unique as the first Harthian astronaut equipped with the ability to read Nomai writing. So it's not just being caught in the time loop that makes you unique. It's also that you're uniquely equipped to learn from the Nomai.
1: Well, that's nice.
0: Yep. In real life, if a star's visible to the naked eye, uh, its light is probably less than 1,000 years. Oh, we were talking about the distance. Yeah, but Uh, in part with this, specifically this game contracted or compressed space yeah, exactly. between things anyways yeah. um, if it's visible to the naked eye and it's not in the middle of a blackout then the light is probably less than 100 years old on the game scale light from visible stars would be less than a day old the sun and outer wilds is only four kilometers across and the white hole is only two, 23 kilometers away so you couldn't quite fit Manhattan Island lengthwise between the two <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Uh, uh, a white hole, purely theoretical, it's equal and opposite to the black hole, a region of space-time that is nothing, nothing can enter. Hmm. Models that include them don't agree on all the properties, and general opinion is that they aren't actually real, just an interesting quirk of the theory. Uh, the Which fact means that, the theory might be wrong. <laughs> sure. The fact that no my warp pads also allow for a return journey appears to be a concession to gameplay. There's nothing in the game that justifies it being possible. It just works. Because it should be a white hole on the other side, you should not be able to go go in. back through. Yeah, good point. Uh, My first time through Outer Wilds, I was assuming that the interloper falling into the sun was what triggered the supernova. That's kind of my thought too. Obviously, once you explore the sun station, you learn that that isn't the case. But until that point, I was thinking it was drawing on the same idea as Asimov's short story uh, "Super Neutron." Speaking of Asimov. Or maybe Actually, this isn't an Asimov story. <laughs> I, mm. I, I heard the name Asimov, and I started actually thinking of Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, um, nice. The book uh, Rendezvous with Rama. Oh, I've never read that one. Mm, no. The, this DLC, in conjunction with the concept of the interloper, gave me vibes from that. Mm. So that book is all about an, an alien foreign object that comes towards uh, our solar system yeah. And everyone's like, uh-oh, what the fetch is this thing? Yeah. They think it's an asteroid. Then they find out it's not. It's a freaking ship. Mm. And it's going towards the sun. And they go explore it. And I don't know. I don't want to like I, – I don't even necessarily remember the story that well. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. I guess don't watch anymore if you don't want to hear my possibly wrong remembering of what the story <laughs> is. Um but there's not nothing on it. Like the the civilization yeah. died a long time ago. Oh, wow. and but what it's designed to do is go close to stars to get energy so that it can continue. So it just keeps going and just goes to another. The next star gets energy, goes to the next star, keeps See, traveling. Isn't but there's, it great? There's no people. On isn't
1: it. not it great that the AI is
0: still <laughs> doing stuff even though everyone's dead? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's it, there's like all this like tension <laughs> of like oh my gosh, what is this thing? It's kind of like freaky. But like in the end, there's nothing there. It it gave me vibes. This this DLC, where like all the the people were dead, they're Mm. in their little dream space, but they're like dead, right? They're it's just their technology in our solar system. We just happen to come across and try to figure it out. Um, that reminds me, there was an object that entered our solar system like five years
1: ago or something like that. That was like yes, a really long one. Yes, yes, and yes, it's yes, like, yes. It's Some, It's just probably not. But some people thought maybe that was a spaceship and it's yes. gone now. We don't, you know.
0: Yeah, that that is essentially the story yeah. of Rendezvous with Ron. Oh, they, crazy. They think it's this elongated asteroid. Yeah. They go and there and it's actually, it's like a cylindrical shape that spins. And so like it's all like, you know, like we're talking about with the Taurus where the inside <laughs> yeah. of it has like stuff to you know research and and explore That's so right. anyway um i loved that book even though i don't remember it that well <laughs> I, yeah. I just think arthur c clark's a beast yeah like 2001 yeah. is amazing yeah, very good rendezvous book. with rama is amazing and a childhood's end is freaking amazing hmm. if you haven't read Childhood's End in two thousand one. Yet I still should. Um, I read two thousand one on, based on all the stuff we've talked about on this podcast. Like th- those two books should now be like required reading for this podcast. I should. I should. Read, I should read <laughs> You have to end. read Childhood's End, <laughs> especially for Xenogears, and you have to read two thousand one for this game and a bunch of other stuff we've talked about in the past. Um, what else? We watched or uh,
1: we read that book specifically for a game, specifically before a specific game. Two thousand one. Was it or, before Xenosaga? Or are you talking no, about Childhood's End? 2001. I think oh, I ended yeah. up reading it again right before Xeno Saga. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It was Xeno that's, Saga. That's
0: actually true. For any Xeno yeah. game, you need to have read Childhood's End and 2001, probably. But no, um, Rendezvous with Rama would be a good one, I think. I, I don't know if they were specifically, it, it could be that they weren't inspired by that. But I, I got vibes from Rendezvous with Rama from this game. Sweet. All right. Let's see. Last one. It's from Mix. Mix is here with us. Beast. I really like this Alex Beecham quote that sheds light on this development process, on his development process. I was having a hard time pulling them all together until one of our colleagues had the brilliant suggestion of making an emotional prototype to explore the game's mood. The resulting prototype, which invited players to roast a marshmallow as they watched the sun explode, established the tone of the entire project. (laughs) I love that. Very interesting. (laughs) I love that. That's great. Huh? A key reason why I think Outer Wilds works is because it never loses sight of this emotional core. For all of the joy of exploration that this game gives us, there are many quiet moments. By the way, this is mixed talking, I should have clarified that. Roasting a marshmallow while watching the sun explode. Then invite the player to just sit down and meditate on their place in the cosmos, on the time they have left, and on what they want to do with the remainder of their lives on this world. It's a space exploration game that ventures into the outmost part of the cosmos, but also fundamentally remembers that the explorers of the, the the explorers and the nomai are themselves human. It is that attentiveness to the human aspect of outer Wilds that really makes the game one of my favorites and a deeply meditative and thought-provoking experience on the whole. Um, I agree with that one hundred percent, and I also want to say mm. uh, on on just the the concept of meditation. There, uh, last time I talked about. Uh, An experience I had near death and um, also suggested that you could get something close to that on hallucinogenic substances. (laughs) But I want to actually add to that. It's Mm. not necessary to do that. No. You can actually get there through meditation alone. It just takes an effing lot more practice. (laughs) Right. A lot of time be worth it, I'd say. But meditation is is huge. Um, A lot of um,
1: like monks... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's breathing practices that you yep. can do that
0: can put you into different states. Yep. And a lot you, of... Uh, you can reach that upper level of consciousness without having to take anything at all and yeah. without having to die. You can get there through meditation. Um, you could probably get there through dreaming, too. I just You have less control, I guess, over dreaming than you do over yeah, meditation. If you're but, good
1: at <clears throat> lucid... Lucid Stuff. dreaming. Yeah, I'm not. I I've, can I've had never a couple of
0: times in my life where I've I've been able to like be like, oh yeah, it's a dream, mm. and, that, and then I can. There are other times where I'm lucid dreaming, but I can't control anything, and it's really frustrating. <laughs> it's like I'm worst. lucid dreaming. I'm gonna fly now. Nope, you can't. Why? Nope. I'm supposed to be in control man. I know. I know but but I'm your, dreaming. your subconscious is like <laughs> wrestling the control back exactly. from me. Um, exactly. But yeah, uh, I, I failed to mention meditation last time. I think that was a mistake. Um, meditation is absolutely like a life changing thing for me too. I, I I started meditating. I I got mm, away good. from it the last 6 months. Um I need to get back into it again. Um there's a program specifically I want to try out that I've been looking into. Um mm. but I, I I recommend it. I recommend it. Oh, you meditation. should
1: do the guy who um wrote Jacob's Ladder, um Ruben, Bruce Ruben.
0: He's uh, got yes. his, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. The YouTube channel, stuff. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, you should, you should. That, just is, that, that him was what I was going them. to do, and then I totally, like, it yeah. just left my brain entirely. Yeah, yes, that's what I'm going to do. Now. He's a beast, it's a very interesting to the, sit through. The those. guy who wrote Jacob's Ladder has a YouTube, yeah. ch- a, a meditation YouTube channel. <laughs> yep, it's a Bruce Rubin <laughs> it's class. Crazy, um, yeah, by the way, oh, well, I guess that'll be out before. Um, that if episode will be I out. can deal with can figure the, uh, out the copyright, issue. copyright issues, that, that, yeah. it, that um, very soon episode will be out before this one goes live. Yeah, maybe. So uh, it, maybe people already know what we're saying. But if you haven't seen that, um, go watch it. Yeah, it, go it, it, it. It's actually phenomenal how tightly knit the, the themes of that movie and this game kind of are. Yeah, yeah. And another reason why it's one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite at this point. Um, super, super good. So go check it out. Okay.
1: One last note here. Uh, Six God has commented here on uh, Discord that uh, there's some interesting – there's like a reversal in the game of instead of turning off your lights and renouncing your ob- observation of a thing in order to then reobserve it in a new state, um, you end up kind of doing the opposite. In order to open a door um, – you you like turn your light off once a thing hits the the place and then ah. the door opens instead of turning it on instead of starting to observe something you end the observation and that's what opens the door right. or it's more it's less observation it's more just light light right yeah, the light kill. that's hitting yeah. it and the light stops and that's how you uh, kind of progress through the game. It has a, an inverse relationship with
0: light and by virtue of that observation like um, than it did
1: previously. It's pretty kind of
0: cool. Because these, for the rest these of the game. people are in opposition to the why of the universe. Right. So it's com- it's they're, like they they're reverse. technology re- reflecting that would yeah. make sense. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't even think about that. That's a really good observation. Yeah, very good, good observation. observation. Um, Ooh, anyway, I think we're done, think everybody. It, Thank you for watching uh, this series on the Outer Wilds. Next week, we will begin with Tactics Ogre. We're getting back into our Yasumi Matsuno saga. <laughs> Good, that'll be fun. Uh, but we'll be, just be doing um, development history next week. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a guest with us, uh, someone from our Discord who follows us and who's very been nice. a supporter of our channel for a long time. Um, I'm very excited to, to get to meet him and get to know him better. He's an expert on this game and will hopefully help us know where we should – start and end episodes. and <laughs> That'll be nice. Uh, I've never played this game. He, he also um, wants to help me create a video to give tips on how to play the game, kind of like I did with FF oh, cool. F- Tactics oh, and a Story. Good. So I'll probably put something out like that for people who haven't played, because Tactics Ogre is notoriously very difficult. It's yeah. hard. It's harder than FF F- Tactics. Hmm. Um, and it, it can be frustrating when you play a battle for a long time and then you fail and you have to do it over (laughs) again. again. Um, So look forward to that. Um, I'm going to be looking forward to that myself because I haven't even freaking played the game before. So, Anyway, appreciate you everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace out.